Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, guys, to the Followers of the Force podcast. I am one of your hosts, David Triana, along with Jason Williams. Hello! And today we are back with another recap episode for The Mandalorian, this time for Chapter 15 or Season 2, Chapter 7, or Episode 7, whatever the hell you want to call it. (laughs) Um, Hope you guys, again, like our disclaimer last week, hope you guys have watched the episode before you are listening to this. Granted, wasn't there weren't a lot of you know big reveals or anything like that. However, no. still a very good episode. Yeah, the so, believer. <laughs> still, uh, we're gonna talk about it. So this is your chance. If you haven't talked about it, get the hell out of here and uh, go do that. So, Jason, I know you just finished watching this episode like a little while ago. Um, what were your thoughts? Uh, can I, because we never do the things linearly, uh, let me jump to the yeah, one thing yeah, I thought yeah. was the best part. Yeah. Uh, was the, uh, was Bill Burr telling, uh, the, the Imperial officer that he and the Mando had to go do their TPS reports. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. It was so hilarious. Uh, but beyond that, um, you know what? It was a pretty good episode. I mean, I, I I know before I was like, you know, I said, you know, even for a filler episode, this is this has got a lot of stuff going on. This yeah. one, this one, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, as a was thirty eight minutes of television, it was really good and like really, yeah. you know, and like and um, and to get a little quasi deep on it, it's um, we're seeing more of kind of the Mando like questioning his beliefs and people questioning his yeah. beliefs, but not in like a really, not in a bad way, but like just in, in like a very real kind of, uh, just matter of fact way. Right. The whole conversation, Bill Burr, by the way, Bill Burr was the greatest. He was episode. incredible. Like, like his, I would say my only, I would say my only complaint and it, by the way, it, it's a, it's, I'm not going to call it a complaint. It's more of an observation. Is that Mayfield last season felt like a character. Yeah. And this episode felt more like Bill Burr. Yeah. You know, if you like listen to his podcast or his stand-up yeah. or things like yeah. that, it seemed a lot more like Bill Burr than it did Mayfield mm-hmm. from from last season. So, um, again, not really a complaint because it was great, but it would... You know, Mayfield sort of felt like more of a hardened badass, and this one was a little more quippy and a little more, you know, not that, yeah. he, not that he wasn't quippy or anything the last time, but he was a little more serious. You know, I think the only funny line he had the last one was when, you know, the Mando was giving him shit for being an Imperial um, sharpshooter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole, I, I wasn't a Stormtrooper wise-ass. Yeah, that, yeah, that whole yeah. thing, yeah. yeah. I wasn't a Stormtrooper wise-ass. Um which that is still a little Bill Burr, but in this, but in this episode, you know, the whole conversation that they're having is there as they're, they're driving. Um, was a little, yeah, it felt a lot more like Bill Burr and a lot less like, yeah, which, which again, it's not a complaint. It's just more of an observation. Dude, I, I would have loved it if that was just an episode of the Monday morning podcast in star Wars, <laughs> you know, he needs to do the intro. 
Does uh, does he talk about being on the Mandalorian on that podcast? He I haven't listened to the most recent episode, but he's talked about it before. So probably um, the one that comes out this Monday he'll talk about because I'm guessing yeah I'm guessing he doesn't yeah. talk about it before. Although uh, it was pretty obvious at the end of last week's episode that he was going to be in this one. Yeah. Um. One one thing I I will say is that uh just to get into the episode really quick um. I'm so happy that they didn't waste time, like, trying to get him out in this elaborate way. It was just Cardin's like, all right, I need this prisoner. Great. We got him. Right. And we just started out already with him. I did love when he comes back to the Slave One and he sees Boba Fett and he's like, oh, God. And he's like, oh, I thought you were some <laughs> other guy. And then the Mando comes out and he's like, God. Yeah, that was, that was a funny joke. I really <laughs> like that. And speaking of... First time seeing Boba Fett. Did you see his armor? Yeah, he's all cleaned up. He armor all, all that. It, it looked, it looked weird, but in a really good way. Yeah, he's all. Yeah, he like he he he, he shined that thing up. Okay, so now this begs the question. We talked last week. This guy went to med school in Moss Eisley. <laughs> did he also do like, you know, did he go to ITT Tech and like? get some sort of degree in, in I, I don't know. Well, it just it's seems like, like he just kind of cleaned it up. I mean, because uh, uh, because I because I was looking at it too, it's like it looks very pristine, Bob, but nice job. And that, then why does he wait till now? He should have cleaned got, it up. But he's got but he's got the uh, he's still got the um the dent in the helmet. Yeah, you can't. Maybe he needs a, what's what's that information? <laughs> buff the, the that pops, out. Pops a dent. That, <laughs> yeah, you like, need to buff that out. Yeah. Actually, if you walked around a park, like a a Costco parking lot, some guy will offer him fifty bucks to pull the uh, dent out of it. <laughs> yeah, Costco in space. <laughs> space yeah. Costco. Somebody uh, pull a dent out of that that helmet <laughs> for fifty credits. Oh man! But basically, the episode is they got to go to this Imperial installation and uh, get the coordinates to find Grogu. And it's this was the first Grogu-less episode. Yeah, I was surprised. I was waiting that entire episode. I'm like, all right, when are we gonna cut to the? Uh, when are we gonna cut to Moff Gideon and and see Grogu in the little baby shackles? I mean, are we gonna see anything? And and no, yeah. I think this was like a, a episode to catch your breath before uh, next the week. The best way they could before next week. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Bob was still rocking the skirt. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, I honestly, I love the look. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if he doesn't go back to the pants. Just, I'm kind of. He's probably just like, you know, I wore pants for all this time, and then now these couple years I've been wearing just this skirt. Kind of digging it. And I don't, uh, I mean, not in like a, I mean, not in like a, you know, just, just kind of the extra air on your balls, just like you know. <laughs> that's what I've heard. Right, of people guys, like, getting a little, uh, getting a little R-rated here on the. Uh, <laughs> Follows the Force podcast. That's what I've. That's what I've heard. Like people who, like guys who have worn kilts. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, the air. Cool. Listen, whatever, whatever. I don't know. Whatever makes you feel good, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Bo was out in the desert. It's like, screw pants, man. I'm not doing pants no more. Oh jeez. I'll wear the helmet. I'll wear the. I'll wear the knee things. But, <laughs> pants, not so much. Yeah, that that's gonna be saved for the. Uh, that star ex, uh, expansion on yeah, Disney Plus. Yeah, that's going to go star, over there. Star Plus? Yeah, that's, that's going to go over there. I will say um, this. I like the little crew of Cara Dune and Fennec and Boba and the Mando. That's a nice that's a nice little – that's a little hard – that's a hardcore crew. That's not a – Definitely the most uh, – definitely a very capable crew. Yeah. I mean – I mean yeah. – not a slouch in the in the bunch. I was kind of I was a little disappointed again to jump to, all the way to the end. I was a little disappointed that uh, Bill Burr didn't stay around because that's yeah. pretty solid. It's a pretty solid crew. Um, well, somebody on Twitter, I think it was Lacey Gillern of Star Wars, uh, the Resistance broadcast. Um, she said, "What if Bill Burr, after this whole encounter or, or this whole mission with?" Din Djarin and and getting his revenge on the Imperials. What if he is part of that the the New Republic Rangers? You know, what if he goes over there? I mean, I don't think Bill Burr is gonna sign on to like be a recurring character in like a Star Wars show. 
but that'd be kind of cool. I, I'd be interested to see his character. I, I, um, I mean, I, I clearly, I mean, I, I like the character. I like Bill Burr. I like the character. I'm, I was happy that you know we left him up. We, we only are, we're told he died. So yeah. He could go free, and I was like, oh, right. that's kind of cool. Although they didn't leave him on that planet. It's not like they didn't take him. They didn't take him someplace nice. They just didn't, you know. <laughs> it just didn't take him back to prison. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so they that whole to get back to get back to the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like I don't know. It, I mean, it's it's the it, and again, this isn't a complaint, more of an observation. But it seems like every episode, like the they need to do something simple, but in order to do the simple thing, they got to go through all of this yeah stuff to do it. You know, yeah. Um, you know, because they had to, and it's funny. I did see the little clip of Kara jumping into the jumping in jumping into the truck and beating the crap out of the drivers. Mm-hmm. I just saw that. I saw that. I was like, as I was just passing through on something on Instagram, I was like, well, that's cool. Okay, hey, good. Not a spoiler because I knew she's gonna be in it anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought that was cool that she just beat the crap out of those guys. Um, but yeah, to get back to the whole sort of Mando thing with wearing the helmet and you know. It's because this is the second. I, I mean, this is clearly a thing because this is the second time this season someone has questioned him wearing the helmet. You know, we had. Um, I was gonna call her Bo- Kara Thrace. <laughs> I was gonna call her Kara Thrace. It was like that's her name from uh, that's her name from Battlestar Galactica. Uh, but uh, yeah, had Bo Katan questioning him wearing the helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, before it's just been people kind of just being sort of snotty to him about oh you, oh do you, do you sleep with that thing like right kind of a thing but like it was a really interesting i mean he it really was an interesting conversation with him and the uh with bill burr he's like he's, he's like okay so he's like you took the helmet off you're just wearing another helmet is it that you have to wear that helmet or you just can't ever show your face because they are two completely different things right and i i think I think it's the beginning, not just of him. I don't think he's going to completely. I don't think the man is going to ever completely abandon like the faith. But I think he's. I think his being a Mandalorian uh, and being like you know this is the way and all that sort yeah. of stuff for so it, long. It's, it's being been, challenged. Yeah, it's being challenged, and it's he's finally got something in his life that's more mm-hmm. important than that. Yeah, and and let's just jump right to the end where he says, you know, he means more to me than you will ever know. Basically, the guy has adopted Grogu. I mean, that's his son at this point. Well, the, the Karen says says as much. She's like, they took his kid. Yeah. And um, yeah. and was <laughs> like, the little green guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh somebody on on Twitter the other day, <laughs> they posted a. A meme with Qui Gon, as if he's talking to Grogu while he's in the Jedi Temple during Order sixty six, and he's like, "Grogu, I need you to listen to me very carefully. They're going to take you." And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, we've got a taken crossover." <laughs> oh man, that would have been so funny. Grogu, even as a Force ghost, I have a certain set of skills. <laughs> That's basically what Din Jaren did at the end. He's like, uh, except he. He knows exactly who they are. He knows where they are. And yeah. When he finds them, he's gonna kill them. And he's got a and he's got a heck of a crew. And I kind of yeah. hope he throws a he throws an ex Jedi and uh, the rightful heir of uh, yeah. of Mandalore on there. Who, by the way, it just would make sense for uh, maybe not Ahsoka. Yeah. No, I think Ahsoka. We're not seeing her again until her own show. But um, but it would make sense to to bring. Bo-Katan because because with yeah. in that episode she didn't he didn't well she's looking for him she's looking for Moff Gideon like the, right, before right. that guy does the little electro cyanide capsule yeah she's asking where he is so I would hope we see Bo-Katan next week I because I think you got to like, she, I really do think she wants she wants that dark saber back bad yeah I don't think. I don't think he space guest Frank is going to give it to her. Yeah, <laughs> He's not be nice about it. And 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 the thing we have to also remember is that in this episode, um, and I think they they had to have done this on purpose as some sort of foreshadowing. 
is Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When Mando was fighting those pirates on top of the transport, was he, was using, he was using their spears uh, like yeah. intermittently throughout the fight. So I'm like, okay, they're kind of hinting he's very capable with, with this kind of weapon. Oh, and yeah. And we're probably going to get that. Uh, oh, is on. he going to run somebody through with that best? Oh, man. I mean, shh. Oh, oh, but did it with a gaffy stick stormtroopers. So who's yeah. to say? Just uh, running down the halls of that. But the speech that... that the Mando gives at the end of uh at the end to Moff Gideon. Yeah. That that is very that's supposed to be very or it was very similar to the one that that Gideon gives at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. Where he's you know, where he's talking of you know because they played that clip, yeah, of him, and so I was. I thought that was a nice little little bookend, and then I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. I and I, I will say this because I'm always um we talked to the, we talked to this, this about this with uh in relation to Thrawn, or it was me and Gwendy. I don't remember who, but uh, oh yeah, it was Gwendy because she was like, "What's the deal with Thrawn?" And I was like, "Well, he's like the master tactician and." You know, he, like, studies his opponents, and he's always, mm-hmm. you know, may, able to make counter moves before they make them. And I said, really? And so she was like, well, how do you beat him? And, he, and I was like, well, you have to do what he's not expecting. Yeah. And I felt that the Mando did that to, to Gideon tonight. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it, I wasn't expecting it. But he's like, they're like, we have a transi- transmission, and it's him. And he's like, I'm coming, and I'm coming for you. He basically did. I have a certain set of skills. Yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, to Moff Gideon. He did. Because <laughs> I think the entire time, they've kind of just been evading and trying to get away from them. And that kind of right. plays into his strength of just the, the chase. And now where it's like, oh, they're actually they're coming straight for me, and they're telling me yeah. they're going to. Um, yeah. And I think another thing we have to remember, which I think I brought up last week, is that um, from episode three this season, when we leave Bo-Katan and and the other two Mandos, they've taken that Imperial ship, that transport, whatever it is. So all Mando needs to do is send her the coordinates and both of them can meet up and just go right for Gideon. And that Assuming is, they still have the ship and with all the munitions and everything. Yeah, with all the munitions in it. And since we're talking about it, because I, I think you're right about this, and because you've been right about so many things this season, can I tell you the giddy schoolboy moment I had that you called? I think it was last oh, week. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, <gasps> seismic charges! Yeah, 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 yeah. As soon as I saw Slave One go up and the two ties pursuing, I was like, it's going to happen. We're going to get it. And then once I saw that charge just get released, and then this no sound, and then just wow. the the ex- explosion that I haven't heard in geez what year is it since 2002 in in 18 freaking years <laughs> I haven't heard that damn sound, and it was worth every penny. It's worth every penny. Yeah, I, 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 because yeah, when I saw it too, I was like, he's not going to, he's not. Gonna. <gasps> he my first, my first thought as I was saying like a little schoolgirl seismic charges was like, Dave was right, Dave was right. <laughs> yeah, man, I, just, I feel like you just have to. You can't bring back Slave One, and 
the reason you know the reason they did it obviously one because it's one of uh it's probably one of the more powerful components of that ship but it's widely heralded as one of the best sounds in star wars oh that yeah if you watch any reaction video on youtube when that thing goes off everyone lost their mind except and for it's my, the funniest thing except for my dad who again thought there was something wrong with the television when you were watching the dvd <laughs> Like, like the sound's all messed up. Like, no, like, no, it's no, not. It's the not. seismic truck. It's the way it's supposed to do. I even like, watched Attack of the Clones today after, because I'm like, I have to get this again. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's such a cool, it's such a cool thing. I, I, I can I tell you the other thing I, re- I really kind of enjoyed in this episode mm-hmm. is really getting inside of Slave One. Oh yeah, we never really like, got that. Yeah, they sort of see like people are just kind of seated and like the walls kind of move around them as like yeah. as it you know. Yeah. I thought that I'm like that's kind of that's kind of cool. Very like, interesting. Yeah, because I mean, you because you've never seen that before. Like we only saw mm-hmm. the cockpit even in the prequels. We only saw the cockpit. Yeah. And um. So uh, oh so you, okay, okay, real quick you watched Attack of the Clones today. It, Slave One is blue in that. It's Right, I th- I think so to match Django's like armor. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. That's what I thought. And then the, and then once Boba got it, it's green. Yeah, it, it wasn't the same from Attack of the Clones to Empire. It didn't look the same. Yeah, yeah. And my other thing is, and I know you probably don't remember this because it was, if I'm remembering correctly, there was an episode of Clone Wars. Yeah. Where uh. Where Aura Singh had it, had Slave One. Oh. I don't remember what color it was. Yeah, that I don't remember. It was like an early. She was like trying to like train Boba or something. Right, right. And um, I think at the yeah, end, <laughs> no, he didn't. I know he didn't kill her, but I think he almost. I think Boba almost killed her or tried to kill her because she she turned on him. Um, I still love that line from Solo. You killed Aura Singh. Oh, I pushed her. I think the fall <laughs> killed her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the fall killed me. Yeah, it's it's really been great to see that ship in action again, and I just seeing it fly um, now, you know, 18 years after we saw it in Attack of the Clones, and you know, 40 years after, almost 40 years after, um, no, Empire 40, Street. it's 80. Yeah, it's 40. Yeah, uh, 40 years after Empire, it just it looks so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah for having, and you figure it probably sat in. Um, in Chava's palace for a couple years, um, but it, yeah, no, it, it was so, like, and it was just cool the things they did with it. I mean, aside from the seismic charges and things, yeah, but it was you know just oh, the uh, I got a the, question the for you. Now. Jumping off of the jumping off of the building onto the the ramp, I thought was great. Yeah, uh, uh, just a you know less than a minute tangent here. Can you imagine if in episode seven when uh, Ray and Finn are being pursued by the TIE fighters, and they run out looking for a ship. And then the one that gets blown up gets blown up. But when they turn around, it's not the Falcon; it's Slave One. That would have still that would have still gotten a great reaction, I think, from the crowd. Yeah, but not as much as the Falcon. No, 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 no. no. And then like they have it, and then the person that goes and finds that they have it is Boba Fett, and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing with my ship?" I was. I'm very curious if it's in if because uh, they haven't really identified all those ships at the end of Rise of Skywalker. I'm wondering if yeah. Slave One's in there. I wonder. That if they would did. be. That would be interesting. That would be, because it says a lot. It says a lot. Just I mean, the, that the ghost is in there says a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, about. But you didn't. No, if it had been Slave One, it would you, you would have still gotten that huge reaction from the crowd. It would probably would still be one of my favorite scenes. Um, but it would have been uh, not as much as the Falcon. The Falcon's got such a special place in my heart. I, I, I heart the Falcon. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I, it's so funny. Like I, I've, I, I've, and I have. I've spent a long time kind of coming down hard on Boba Fett and mm-hmm. 
the past two weeks, I've had to eat a lot of crow. Oh, about yeah. Boba Fett. I think a lot of people have. Because <laughs> you know? he didn't do anything for like 40 years. And yeah. then, you know, his one shining moment in the original trilogy, he got he got knocked yep. into the Sarlacc. His jetpack was poked. And by, he flew and then. By accident. accident. Yeah, by accident. Yeah. Boba Fett, where? Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, uh Oh, we got to talk about the the freaking sort of mess hall scene. Getting yes, the... for a couple of, couple of things. I know the one thing you probably want to talk about, but I I just want to go back to that this motif of the Mando and his helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, like it's so like at every turn he's like wanted to keep the helmet on, try, you know, trying to follow this follow the way, yeah. and for him to take that. For him to take it off, it really shows how much he cares about that kid. Yeah, other things are finally starting to become more important. Yeah, that's what I mean. Adhering to some, like, weird cultish thing. This is the way mantra. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, absolutely. And I just thought that was, like, just such a... um, It was just such a telling moment when he's at the the thing and it's, you know, and the thing is reading his face and... Mm -hmm. It, it won't do it because he's got the helmet on. So he's like, I got to take the helmet off. Right. Which I don't know if this is a plot hole and somebody will explain it later, but what is the point of it scanning your face? Like, does it, is there like some sort of database? And if so, wouldn't it have picked up that he's not an Imperial? I don't think, well, yeah, I don't know. Cause remember in, in season one where he says, Oh, that's Moff Gideon. And then, Grief and Carter, like, how do you know that? And he's like, because he knows me. And I think maybe they had his. They they maybe they they just know, um, or they have his information in there somewhere that they've scanned, and maybe it's maybe they it scans anyway. I I don't know. It's kind of weird. It is weird because uh, I thought that the I thought that the um the sort of obstacle to overcome when it when it was the mando that had to go in and have his face scanned yeah is that um is that it would alert that imperial base to who he is and that he but that wasn't but that ended up not being sort of the conflict of that little situation the conflict Mm -hmm. was he had to take the helmet off which says a lot about the character Mm -hmm. which i like because we're sort of i i like the sort of deconstructing of the Mando that we've sort right. of gotten a little bit this season. Right. Um, but I, but again, I, 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 I'm sort of, I'm sort of like, so what was the point of it scanning your face other than it has to scan a face? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was my thought. I was like, well, what if Vader was trying to use it? Cause he's not taking that thing off, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like what, so yeah. what is the point of, Oh, I have, I, I have a theory right now. Okay. So the 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 people who designed that kiosk is obviously Apple, and they're <laughs> doing the face scan where all I need to do is just as long as oh well, but even then they only match to your face. So never mind. My theory's stupid. Well, uh, the, the other thing, plus the other problem with the with the first of all, COVID has ruined the face scan yeah god that's annoying it's so annoying because like you like i'll be like at the drive-thru or something and i'll have like the mask <laughs> on and then like i want to like just add money to like the starbucks app and then i yeah. get, like, take the mask off or punch in the code because even there's if you nothing more around, infuriating than the little lock button thing yeah like, giving you like buzzing and giving you that error yeah oh, and even god. if you just have this like just pull it on just, just just so it's on your chin just for the phone it still doesn't work and, uh, so all that all that wasted Apple tech is, is just yeah. out the window. Yeah. Um, but then to get into, which I'm probably thinking what you wanted to get into, which was uh, when the Imperial officer comes over. And I thought that – was that is that actor somebody I should know? That, that actor character is, is someone I should know? The, where, I, where I remember him from or what I remember him from is Batman Begins. He is – the guy who is put on trial for the death of Bruce's parents. Um, oh! Yeah, that's him. I thought for a split second it was Peter Weller. 
And I was like, oh, cool. They got him. But it, but the more I, he talked and the more I looked at him, I was like, no, that's not Peter Weller. Yeah. Um, but for a second, yeah. I thought it was Peter Weller, and I was really impressed. Yeah. Um, and then less so when I saw it wasn't. Uh, but it's that guy. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. Otherwise known as Joe Chill from Batman Begins. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. But um, yeah, that, that scene, just like the, the conversation of, you know, bringing Bill Burr bringing up, or Mayfeld, I should say, bringing up opera. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Operation Cinder. Operation Cinder. I thought that was. Which is a fantastic. great callback to Battlefront 2. Uh, and then just. You could see the just the the rage building up and how much he just wants to just light this guy on fire. Well, you um you sort of got the impression that Operation Cinder was probably the event where he walked away. Yeah. And you could uh, see that event if y'all want to go on YouTube and search Operation Cinder. By the way, I'm him. so glad that we talked about on the show many moons ago operation i mean, I mean uh, battlefront and i yeah. watched all those cutscenes because i did i wouldn't have known what operation cinder was yeah and so when he when he brought it up tonight i was like oh that's so like i was just like that's so cool they brought up yeah. operation cinder because yeah. honestly when i think about operation cinder all i think about is the robots with the hologram of palpatine's face right right, right. but uh and then we got to remember that would have only taken place like a few years before this. Yeah, about four years before because yeah. uh, Jakku was a year after. Um, was a year, year after, after Jedi. A year after Jedi. So Jakku's only four years prior to this. Yeah. And I thought that I always find this interesting in movies and well, and TV shows or, or whatever it is. Um, when sort of the the bad guy, for lack of a better term explains their point of view Mm -hmm. and it's sort of rational but in a super evil way yeah uh because he's just like yeah the new republic's not working and it's just a matter of time before they all come crawling back to us yeah i was just like oh yeah they they want one thing they want more than freedom is order yeah and then oh god that was chilling yeah because it just brings up i mean the last person to talk about well, it, I thought of two different conversations, which is it, which was super interesting. One was Hux's speech, yeah, and um, and and uh, Force Awakens. Force Awakens, yeah. I was gonna say that episode of Resistance, <laughs> and then Anakin's uh, little thing uh, when he's talking to Padme in Attack of the Clones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The when she's ex- like, well, sometimes they don't always agree, and then well, then they should be made to. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, it's a little, a little, um, little Andy's authoritarian tendencies are right going on. <laughs> um, but I, but I was like, you know, but that is, but, but those, those two things are completely in line with what that imperial guy was talking about. Oh, for sure. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's all about, it's all about. I mean, not to bring it to what's going on in our country right now with these knuckleheads Republicans, yeah. but um but it's all about maintaining power it's what palpatine says it's like those who possess power do not wish to give it up yeah. and um the the empire is no different uh, than than palpy himself um and so yeah this is just there and i just but i love that 
And honestly, it was because we we talked a couple weeks ago. Like I don't under, like I remember I was saying like I don't understand the way the empire is set up. Like is it? I mean, it seems like to me it's like sort of any other organization within the New Republic. Like they sort of have been allowed to exist. They just can't run things. Right. Like they're no different than maybe like the Moncal government or something. I mean, I'm just using that as an example, mm-hmm. but or like yeah. the Bounty Hunters Guild. It's like it's just you know. It's just a collection of people, but they're so that kind of explains, you know, the whole. Okay, so they, okay, so they are they are a force. They're just not a dominant force because the New Republic is kind of keeping them down. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, the that whole the whole conversation and yeah, and just <laughs> by the way that. Bill Burr was was I mean he was the MVP of the episode but the close oh, yeah. second was Mando without the helmet. Oh yeah, Pedro Pascal's his facial expressions. His facial expressions. It seemed like he forgot how he looked when he <laughs> would talk to people without the helmet cuz he yeah, just looked he kept, uncomfortable. He just no, he kept looking around like everyone was staring at him. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Like like you know like when you have like a bad haircut or like yeah. something like that, you walk into a room and you're like everybody's looking at me. Yeah. He's looking at me, yeah. and that's kind of the way. Like they're just the way his eyes were just darting around all the time. Oh, it you know, it's great. It was great, and like I love that they call his name. It's like this is. Uh, oh yeah, he got too close to whatever explosion. Yeah. It's like we just call him <laughs> Captain Brown Eyes. Yeah. Oh, that was so funny. But um, but yeah, but just sort of like the just the way he was. It was like he he wasn't uncomfortable with what was going on between what Bill it just he was just yeah. uncomfortable not with that sort of security blanket of the yeah. of the of having the helmet and not only yeah. not only not having the helmet but being in a completely different um, suit yeah you know he had uh, trooper armor I mean he's not which, in his regular Beskar and yeah which by the way him. It was one of my favorite sequences, probably the uh, of the season. Not my, not the favorite, but one of them. But that um, the pirates trying to take the transport. Yeah. Oh, I mean, great I, action. I loved when he, you know, first of all, I didn't know a blaster could run out of of. <laughs> it, of it lost its charge. But it lost its charge, and he just like he. I love he threw it at the guy. He's just like. <laughs> I feel like that's everybody's like last resort when they run out of bullets or. Or, or you know plasma or you, whatever the case may be, whatever your last resort is always throw it at them, <laughs> as if that's really going to do much. Yeah, uh, I, 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 that whole sequence was great. It reminded me a little bit of the um, the train sequence in Solo. Oh yeah, with the because at first I was like, oh, those are kind of infis nesty kind of yeah pirates. Um, but I thought that was. Uh, and you sort of saw, like, when he got back inside the, the transport, like, he felt those hits more than yeah. he feels in that in the uh, in the Beskar, you know? It was, like, going around from, like, wearing, like, you know, wearing, like, steel to, like, wearing, which I'm guessing Stormtrooper armor is made out of, is, like, cheap plastic. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, yeah, it was, like, he had, like, like, they were hitting him with stuff, and, like, it was breaking off, and, like... Yeah, I just thought it was a great sequence. I just, you know, and it just, and just the guys just kept coming, and they just like yeah. every time he would get rid of like it was like a video game almost. Like once he got rid of two ships, like two more yeah. showed up with like eight more guys on each one. <laughs> yeah, it's like you were going through each phase of the level. <laughs> right. It's like all right, we're gonna start with two ships, then we're gonna get five, then we're gonna add in some Tie Fighters, and then yeah, and I love Bill. It's like never thought you'd be happy to see Tie Fighters, did you? <laughs> yeah. But another part that did feel like a video game, and I <laughs> mentioned this on Twitter, uh, back in that conversation when Bilber finally has enough and just shoots the guy, and then yeah. they just start shooting everybody, I wrote that that's like when you're playing a video game with a stealth mission, and, <laughs> and you try to complete it that way, but then halfway through you're like, you know what, I screw it, I'm just going to shoot my way out of here. Right. And that's like, exactly that's exactly what, what happened. Yeah. And I... Like- identified with that so much i'm like yeah i i can't i can't finish a i can't finish a mission that way it's just not as fun um but i have a a little over under game for next week's episode or this friday's episodes this episode's coming out on monday 
Okay. Um, because this episode was very heavy on Din Djarin taking off the helmet, and the only way to get the coordinates to Grogu was to take off his helmet over under 30%, or over under 40%. If Moff Gideon and Mando have a fight this Friday, does, to make a statement, you know, in terms of Grogu's importance to him, does he fight Helmet off? Uh, I think the odds of him taking the helmet off are good. I don't know if in a fight with with Space Gus Fring if they're as good. Because mm. um, they're clearly leading up to him being comfortable taking or, or finding reasons and ways to take the helmet off. Which I yeah. don't have a problem with. Um, although I will admit, when they were in Slave One and looking at the things, and, and uh, Boba Fett took the helmet off, I was a li- I was a little like, "What's he doing with this helmet off?" Because <laughs> you know, you never really see Boba Fett without the helmet. You know. Yeah. Although we saw Django a bunch without the helmet, so I guess so maybe that we just didn't see enough of Boba Fett to see him that he, to see he took the helmet off. But it was a little, it was a little weird. I mean, I guess they just wanted to show that it was Tamara Morrison mm-hmm. there. They just wanted to have a scene with him and having the helmet off, and I guess I get that, but it was a little odd. And I guess – and I think it had a little bit to do with, you know, with um, you know, with the Mando that he keeps his on all the time, but it yeah. was just – it was just a little weird that it was off. Mm. It was a little weird. I don't know. Not, not – I mean, I didn't, like, throw the remote at the television or anything, but I was just sort of like – right. I was just kind of like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Um, the only reason I bring it up is because in the, and obviously just different, the way they think is extremely different. Um, at least, you know, with all things considered, when Sabine fought, uh, I think it was Gar Saxon, in Rebels with the dark saber, and she was using Ezra's lightsaber. Um. She was fighting the helmet off. So, like, I just yeah, don't but, think there's going to be that big a switch, you know, one episode to the next where he's like, all right, helmet off. Yeah, no, I, no, I, I, no, I agree. Then, then I agree with you. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he's going to, I don't think he's going to take it off for the, for the fight. I mean, yeah. Sabine took that helmet on and off all the time. Oh, yeah, all the big, time. It wasn't that big a deal for her. Yeah. Um, and his, there was one time where if it was off, she would have been dead when yeah. Vader. Shot back that one blaster bolt, hit her right in the head. Right. So, so I think I, I mean, I, and again, when Boba had his off, it was just sort of a moment when they were just kind of, you know, making a plan. I think once you yeah. go into once you go into battle, you put the helmet on. Yeah. No matter what, you know. Um. So yeah, I think I think in the future, it's not going to it's gonna not going to be as big a deal for him to take the helmet off. But mm-hmm. I think next week in a fight, he's going to keep the helmet on. I mean, unless something happens to it, like if it gets cracked in half or something, then he might take it off. But um, yeah. I think he's. I think for the most part, we're gonna. Yeah. We're gonna keep the helmet on. I was is, gonna say, I, I don't think his helmet will suffer the same fate as Kylo's helmet. Uh, just because, one, it's Beskar. And yeah. It's damn near indestructible, and. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think I think he's gonna have it on, and I think probably if the episode ends with Grogu and everybody on Slave One, I think as a nice end to the episode, he might take it off then, like yeah. just kind of saying, you know, all right, fine. Yeah, you know? because he's 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 slowly coming to terms. Yeah. Or just sort of rethinking this whole this is the way kind of a deal. I think I think a lot of the conver- I think a lot of the conversation with with Ahsoka did that. Yeah. I think that certainly the the conversation with 
Bo-Katan did that. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just so obvious in this episode, yeah. all the conversations with yeah. Bill Burr. And even with Boba in, in last week's episode, talking about uh, how Django was a foundling and yeah. all that stuff, and, and Boba's not wearing... Yeah, so they are sort of stuff. deconstructing these sort of hard beliefs yeah. that he's been raised with. And so... Um, uh, so and I dig that. I mean, it's um, I was gonna say because because we are seeing a lot of character growth. I mean, the, the Mandalorian in tonight's episode is not the same Mando as we saw in the pilot. Oh no, you know? totally, almost a, like totally different. He's a completely different character. character. I mean, that 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 character would have never taken the helmet off, uh, and uh, you know, certainly didn't seem to care about anybody. And yeah. now he, you know, he has he has friends. Yeah. <laughs> In season I, one, the guy would. Join us today during the Jeep celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Rather die than take off his helmet. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, yeah. That whole thing with um. With IG88. IG11. Or yeah, yeah. IG11. Where he's like, he's like, if you'll die if you don't take the helmet off. And yeah. he's like, I can't take the helmet off. Yeah. No, like, well, I think he's like, I'm a droid, so. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that there's like, they, they have to sort of talk him into it. And that's what I love. I think that's why I loved that conversation with Bill Burr mm-hmm. so much in the, or Mayfeld. I should just call him Mayfeld, but that's true. <laughs> um, but that's why I love that conversation so much because he's like, well, you took the helmet off. You should have another helmet on. You know? Right. It's so, again, again, you know, is it, that helmet or you just can't show your face because there's two different things mm-hmm. and uh, he's got a he's got a he's got a point and that's and you can and you could kind of and again just the, from the sort of the way pedro pascal sort of holds himself you could just see kind of the gears turning about like well, what is you know what is it i believe what is it that i believe yeah and that seemed to be even more relevant when he was um when, when you know when he was in there and taking the helmet off to get the information and sitting down with the. Right. I, by the way, I also love that they were heroes. That they were like, that that was, because I thought like they were going to get found out because of you know it. They normally should be found out because they made some mistake, but in this episode, yeah. they were heroes, and that's why they stuck out. And were right. Like, also, and let's talk about the cool cameo or not cameo, but just the the very cool appearance of. Short Troopers from Rogue One. Oh yeah, that was a very cool touch to the episode. It, no, it was. It was very cool. I mean, yeah. See, I mean, it was kind of. I'm not a huge. Clearly, I'm not a huge fan of authoritarianism in the Empire, but it was kind of cool watching. You know, sit watching the Empire kind of help out the heroes for once. <laughs> so to like see like the literal cavalry come out and fight off the the, the pirates. You know, at the end, yeah. then um, again, the Tie Fighters coming out and shooting up the uh, and shooting up the the you know the pirates that were chasing them. It was, yeah, it was kind of. I mean, there was there was something kind of cool about that. Um, yeah, it, it was a really it was a really fun episode. I didn't. I, I also really and we haven't really talked about it, but it was a nice little subplot. But I liked Kara and uh, and Fennec and Fennec being the. Um, the snipers and just just yeah. like you know they were just pick they were just picking people off like just yeah. out of nowhere yeah and then bill burr's thing at the end when he blew up the base oh yeah that was so good that was that was so cool that was so cool he's he's a really good character uh yeah that's really why i was glad into, yeah i mean you know. i was glad that he came back because in that episode i mean i know i always talk about how he had the cool shoulder gun yeah which is true he did have the cool shoulder gun but um, he was sort of he he was clearly like my favorite from that episode. But then to sort of bring him back and and I I feel like and the TV shows do this is like once they sort of get to know an actor they kind of write a little bit more 
for the actors. Yeah. And so, uh, th- so like, you know, what I was saying earlier that like, it felt more like Bill Burr than like Mayfield, the character. Yeah. I think it's just because, well, let's just write to, I mean, I don't know. I don't know this a hundred percent. I don't know when they, when they wrote Mayfeld in season one that they knew they were going to get Bill Burr, but they knew they had Bill Burr for this episode. So it's like, well, let's just write to his strengths. Right. And which is, which they did. And he, and it works out beautifully for both parties. Works out great for you know Mandalorian. Works out great for Bill Burr. So um, yeah, I, I I don't think this is the last we'll see of him. Uh, and I do look forward to him coming back. I didn't. I don't know if I felt that way. I think I, I think when he got locked up at the end of the season one episode, I was just like, oh, that's too bad. Oh well, we'll never see him again. And right. Then, too, and, and what were they, what was he doing? Like, what were those prisons? They were just what, like, just chopping up old Tie Fighters? Yeah, it was kind of weird. It, yeah, it, it was, was like, like on a. It was like a manual labor kind of a deal, but like all they were, they had like yeah space chainsaws and they were just cutting up Tie Fighters. It was all they were. So yeah, it, it was a very interesting manual labor, uh, job in you know space prison i did like at first he didn't want to go with her he's like no wait what's going on wait where am i going you know you have to tell me where i'm going <laughs> yeah i think he thought she was just coming there to kill him <laughs> so, wouldn't, wouldn't that be something that would be something so it's like no we're actually not gonna take him he's dead uh, yeah but yeah that's gonna that's gonna do it for for this that week's so, episode of the mandalorian so we should make like three predictions okay. for next week off the top of our head because I have no I don't have these plans so okay you're gonna have to you go first and I'll do one and then you do one and then I'll do one okay one Bo-Katan is gonna meet up with them in that Imperial ship from episode three of this season um Mando and Moff Gideon are going to fight well that's that's kind of a given. Uh, let me let me take that one back. Uh, the oh this this could be well yeah yeah this this could be the episode is gonna end with them getting Grogu back thinking they've won but Moff Gideon and his crew are gonna go into the unknown regions. And for the last prediction, I think that we're going to get – we're going to find out what exactly Grogu uh, – who, if anybody, he spoke with on Tython. And, like, not saying that any of the other characters are going to know who it is, but I think it's going to be a tease for the audience that there was some – some connection there so those are my three yeah i, I i'm gonna go ahead and do because i agree with you so that'll do that'll be my first of the three i think mm-hmm. we're going to get a strong hint at who he communicated with who he who we got in touch with yeah on tython um if we don't outright see what character it is we're going to, if it's somebody I, we're gonna get a strong hint yeah. Like I'm talking about like black pants and a lightsaber, like kind of a <laughs> Um and again, I'm not really pulling for Luke cuz again, yeah. as I've said before, like that's the can of worms yeah. I don't know if the show's ready for. And listen, uh, a lot of other people could have black pants. It's not exclusive. Exclusive. A lot of people have black pants. Darth Vader had black pants. Yeah. yeah. Moff Gideon's got back got black pants. Yeah. Um yeah. uh I hope I'm wrong about this one, but I think we might lose Boba. I hope not. I hope not, too. Just because, I mean, the guy's dead for 40 years. You bring him back just to kill him off after three episodes? Yeah, but it's just sort of like I don't know. At a certain at a certain, if we don't lose him, we might lose Fennec. Def, we're definitely going to lose. Okay, I, this is my prediction. We'll lose one of the two of them. One of the two of them won't come back. I yeah, think. I Fennec makes more sense because I don't think the I don't think they're ready to kill off Boba in the start yeah. now that he's alive officially. I think they're ready to kill him and off. And also, Fennec is in the Bad Batch, so which is well, yeah, and that's prior. So we'll yeah, so we'll see yeah. her again, but we'll yeah. just know. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, so 
So one is, yeah, we'll get a strong hint as to who Grogu talked to. Two, um, we're going two, we're gonna lose either Boba or Fennec, most likely Fennec. Uh and three um three we're going to find out that they were able to make some progress with what they needed Grogu for. The Empire. So, the Empire, yeah, like like yeah. they they took enough of his blood to start something. Maybe it's the beginnings of the Palpatine clone body or the Snoke clone body or or, yeah. or whatever it is. I think I think we're going to I think we're going to find out. Uh, this is I, I hate to be vague about it, but we're going to find out they did something with Grogu because they've had him for a, I mean they've had him for a, a while. What if when we see Grogu? The season finale. If he's just jacked, <laughs> what he just takes the robe off and like he's the just... like the the super soldier serum from Captain America. <laughs> like dude is six four, ripped, and is like, hi dad, <laughs> I can help you now, and not get tired. Because I don't think uh, I mean I, I and I think we we sound like we agree on this. He's gonna get Grogu back. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't think they're gonna. Because I don't think they want to do a whole season of him trying to get Grogu back and it not yeah. working and trying and not working. I think yeah. that I think he's definitely gonna get him back. They did that in season one too much already. He yeah, got it, I, Grogu, gave it to Pershing, then he took it back, then he lost it again, then he got it back. Yeah, so I like, think he's gonna get him back, but I think that I, I guess the, my general there will be a cost to that. Yeah, there'll there'll be a cost that. The Mando, or even possibly Grogu, or a member of his crew. There's there's going to be a price to be paid for that. Not yeah. everybody's going to walk away. I mean, clearly, yeah. clearly the Mando's going to walk away, and um, <laughs> Grogu's going to walk away, and probably get. I mean, Gideon. I mean, uh, Giancarlo Esposito is uh, uh, has said he's going to be into like season three and four, so I don't think we're going to lose him. Mm. He's kind of like the big bad of the show, so I think that that's. I don't think we're going to lose him. Um, but one of our, one of our Ocean's Eleven, uh, I think yeah. just a, there has to be a price to be paid for it. I mean, we paid a price last season with IG Eleven, so. and and Quill, and Quill. So yeah, so you know, again, it, it's it's uh, the deaths in Star Wars need to mean something, or else yeah. what's the point? So I I, I think. I don't think we're going to lose Kara because she might have her own spinoff that we will talk about in another episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, um, but yeah, those are my three predictions. There'll be a, there'll be a cost to having, uh, to getting Garoku back. We'll get a strong hint at, uh, at who we talked to and they will have made some progress. All righty. Yeah. All right. I, you're probably right on all of yours, and I'm probably wrong on all of mine because everything I have oh, tried I have to no guess, idea. everything I've tried to guess this season, I've been wrong about, happily wrong about, um, but uh, but wrong. <laughs> well, only time will tell, and yes. we've only got what if this is coming out on Monday? I I can't believe I can't count from Monday to Friday. It's on Friday. Yes. There you go. Five, it's on Friday. Five, days. Five, days. Five, Five days. Five days. There you yeah. go. Can't count. Uh, well, guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of our recap show for The Mandalorian. We hope that you enjoyed it. We hope that you come up with your own three theories for the finale yeah, and tweet it to us. Uh, as crazy as they may be or not, we don't care. Um, and remember, we've got merch on TeePublic. Uh, I got some shirts recently they look super cool and i hope that you guys get some uh we have also got a patreon account and we're on itunes so if you guys want to give us a rating and review we would very much appreciate it so until next time you guys may the force be with you always always always